Welcome to a new episode of These Go to Eleven. Let's turn it up. Hey everybody, welcome back to These Go to Eleven, an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith. Please make sure you like, subscribe, and review on your favorite podcast platform. This not only helps us to get our content out there, but also helps us to find out what you, our faithful listeners, think. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to These Go to Eleven once again. I'm Nathan Bell. Joining me as always, Greg Dutcher. Greg, what is going on, man? Dude, how many times do I have to say it? We're getting out of February. <laughs> I'm not going to stop saying it. I'm doing great. The um, day we're recording, doesn't it feel like a spring day? Oh, my gosh. It's beautiful. I, I mean, just got finished. Uh, I, I teach PE at Redeemer oh. as well as uh, theology. And so I told my students we're going out running today. Oh, dude, isn't that Actually, great? I told them they're going out running yeah. today, and I'm watching them. <laughs> That's the way to do it, my friend. <laughs> that is the way to do it. Say, so guys, I will identify with you while I'm seated on a lawn chair. That's right. <laughs> watching you run it's funny i you know i i uh, teach public speaking uh as you know nathan at towson my old alma mater yep. um and uh today i did not mind one bit i actually doing a new thing it's a really big exercise improvement where i'm parking at an unnecessarily far distant garage ah, okay so that it forces me to walk a little bit more and when the weather's like this beautiful right it was cake no brainer at that point oh i loved it i mean i i would have parked even even farther if i could have but it was uh worked out well today now when it's cold rainy (laughs) i'm getting as close as i can get fair Uh, enough but not today. fair enough no i mean gorgeous gorgeous day um and uh greg unlike uh our last episode where we were joking about recording on valentine's day I love you, Lisa, hearing this on the 21st. <laughs> I love you, baby. Um, no, but, uh, you know, I know uh, Joy was, uh, she was okay with it because, you know, I've got youth group anyway. I was going to say, Tuesday night youth group wasn't canceled. Yeah. Dude, Joy is right outside she uh, the, is. The, the room we're podcasting in now, so you are giving her a romantic dynamite experience (laughs) like this this is one for the books but dude you are wearing you are wearing pink i am yes so at school today we told the students that they could wear gentlemen could wear a pink tie or red tie or white tie you know something valentine's day and the ladies could wear a similar thing for socks and so i said i would participate and I wore a pink shirt to celebrate, so. Nathan, the young people would say you've got, and what I hope this episode has, W. Riz. Um, <laughs> Are you sure you use that properly? W. Riz. Well, here, here's the thing, dude. You don't want to have L. Riz. You want to have W. Riz. And if you have W. Riz, you're a W. man. All right? That's to my 16-year-old. <clears throat> and, and that's about the extent of your... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know I don't want to be an NPC. Oh, okay. That would be a non-player character. That is true. So don't want to be an NPC. want to have W. Riz. And uh, yeah, you're wearing your pink. I'm wearing my red. That's right. When we finally do get, and this is sort of a soft announcement, get to Lord Willing putting these podcasts on YouTube and having a video component, because who wouldn't want to see our right. faces? <laughs> Even though my mother said I have the perfect face for radio uh, or podcasting, we'll, uh, we'll be able to showcase these fine threads. Yes, Absolutely. Day. Absolutely. Looking forward to that day. Yes. Something like that. Yeah, sure. Let's just go with that. Well, we are here uh, to talk about the Holy Spirit, Greg. We've been doing that all of February and just want to let everybody know and remind everyone, because we did talk about this, next week is our Q&A. And so we just want to let people know, please hit us up on these go to 11 the number 15 at gmail.com. So these go to 11 all spelled out. And then the number 15 at gmail.com. You can send us questions uh, that way. Uh, If you're on uh, Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, you can send us questions that way as well. We're going to be collecting those questions and we are going to be 
answering those for you next week. So please send those in to us yeah. so that we can get those for you. And we'll we'll be announcing it through our social media as well so we can get all those. And, Greg, if we don't get anything, you and I will just do what we do. I've got a few people I know that are going to send us some questions, so we'll make sure as well, Nathan. See, we'll, we... We, we kind of do it live here. We'll That's make, right. We'll make sure to get a shout-out on the Sunday morning from the front, too. Uh, if you have questions about the Holy Spirit, yes. they could be deep end of the theological pool questions. Uh, yep. You know, one of the things we didn't talk about, dude, was um, the Eastern and Western Church split over something yes. called, what, the Filioque Clause, yep. which is the, uh, if memory serves, the distinction between whether or not the Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father through the Son, or from the Father and the Son. Uh. Yeah. Uh, those are the burning issues, dude, that need to be discussed. So if you, if you want to ask something about the Filioque Clause, I'll have uh, chat GPT kind of help me through it. If you want to ask something more practical, uh, like, hey, I had an experience one time, good one, a bad one, or a head scratcher, you're not mm -hmm. so sure, throw it out there and... Um, you know, not that we're going to have all the answers, but I think it'll it'll give us good uh, fodder yeah. to continue some of these conversations. Because, you know, dude, the best part of a topic is always when you get to the, hey, what about, what about, yes. I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. I always feel, Nathan, every Sunday, what I think if, if a sermon has done its job, there should be some whatabouts. Yes. You know, and yes. uh, now when you are in a, I've had the unfortunate distinction of being in small groups that are sermon based small groups. That is the worst thing for the pastor that just preached the sermon to be in. <laughs> because if somebody didn't like it, right. they're certainly not going to say it. Right. Or they might, you know, because there are some people that would. But, uh, or they're going to couch it. They're going to, um, you know, kind of be sheepish about it. So, in a sense, the podcast itself, is an overflow of that reality. Yeah. Hey, let's take some of the whatabouts and go a little deeper. But that just gets deeper and deeper within the podcast. Yeah. Yep. You know, and I think some of the things we're going to talk about today might prompt some questions. I hope they do. Yeah. No, I, I agree 100%. And I think with that, you know, some of the things that I think are, are good for us to talk about are our experiences with this. You know, we, I, I think we wisely so distinguished our first two podcasts talking about who is the Holy Spirit and what is the role of the Holy Spirit so yeah. that we could better understand that. And so as we're sharing our experiences with this, uh, things that we've encountered, things that we've done ourselves, mm -hmm. um, that we can look at that in the through the lens of Scripture and actually who the Holy Spirit is mm -hmm. and, and better offer... Uh, uh, advice or better offer insight into this topic. Yeah. And so with that, um, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm just gonna, you know, throw the fastball at you, Greg. So, Here we go. um, what is your looking back on your years of ministry, which, uh, number how many, uh, boy, uh, 26 really in full-time vocation. So you're going to have a story or two to tell us about this. There's probably a couple, a few that are in my brain right now. So tell me a story that you have in regard to the way someone referenced the Holy Spirit that you thought, man, this is insightful, this is good, this is how the Holy Spirit works. Let's start there. Oh, sure. Let's start there. Well, this goes back many, many years ago, dude, and it's a <clears throat> guy who, uh, by all accounts, I have no reason to doubt, sincere in his faith. <clears throat> a follower of Jesus hit some difficult patches in his marriage. Uh, there were a number of issues there that, oh, my goodness, included everything. You know, dude, just all the products of living in a fallen world, financial mm -hmm. strain. I think there were some mental health issues um, that both the husband and wife had had various, you know, valleys in their own journeys. Um, there was a mixed what used to be called, I don't even know if that's in vogue anymore, a mixed family component. Yeah. Um, uh, I, if memory serves, she had been, yes, that's what it was. She had been married before. Uh, I mean, this goes back to maybe 20 years ago mm. um, and had a child from a previous relationship. And there was, 
a custody arrangement with that child, yeah. uh, with her, and you know, and that that yeah, as you could imagine, yeah, complicated tightrope stuff that how many people listening right are living through, yeah, have lived through. So that's the environment. Um, no scandal had taken place, and then one day, uh, a few guys in the church got word that he was pretty friendly with another woman. Mm-hmm. Um, no accusation had been made at that point. But eventually that came to me. I said, all right, I, I got to talk to this guy. And we talked. I'll never forget, we were at a diner. And I was a lot younger then. I would handle it differently now. But I, I was kind of vulturing, you know, circling right, the right. issue. How do I go from uh, what the Orioles spring training season looks like to, dude, are you cheating on your wife? That's, yeah. that's basically what I was trying to, to go through. At some point, I must have been all left feet and just, um, you know, tripping over myself. And uh, I, um, I, he, I think he wanted to put me out of my misery. And he says, "Greg, I'm pretty sure you want to ask me about blank, you know, yeah. this, this this other woman uh, who I had actually met one time." So he admitted that they had started a relationship, uh, that it was sexual, uh, and I'm sort of like, "Okay, wow." Um, so these rumors obviously had teeth. Yeah. And then as we talked about it, I I, I took his admission initially as a confession mm. uh, that this was something he was going to, um, he was going to own, etc. And as it developed, uh, it was not as much of a confession as a, I'm just letting you know. Mm-hmm. So I realized, okay, I'm going to have to play the role. You know those movies yeah. um, where the lawyer says, Your Honor, permission to treat the witness right. as hostile? <laughs> yeah. I always loved those scenes in a movie. It wasn't fun in a diner right. or where it was some environment like that. Again, if any listeners are worried, um, uh, I, I have quite rock-solid sense that there's nobody listening to this now that would know who I'm talking about. Sure. Uh, they've been out of my life for a very, very long time, and I hope that it's illustrative of a number of people in this situation. Right. But I pressed him on the relationship. And he told me, you know what, Greg, Uh, your voice, I care about you. It matters to me. I've gone off on my own and God has assured me the marriage was ending anyway and that this is what he wants for me. So I asked him to elucidate that morning. He says, well, I mean, I'm sorry, Greg, the, the Holy Spirit's voice carries more weight than yours. Now, the statement itself, he's 100% right. Right. <laughs> yeah, it, his voice does carry more weight than mine. The question is, you think that was his voice? Yeah. And I remembered it was the first time I encountered it in such a bold, kind of in-your-face way. Yeah that he was telling me in no uncertain terms, the Holy Spirit told him to continue this adulterous relationship with another woman yeah. that was harming his wife uh, in terms of her emotional health and harming his family, harming his testimony. And, I, dude, I, I, I almost was speechless. Mm-hmm. I, had ne- I, I had never experienced anything quite that brazen. Yeah. So that's an extreme example. Yeah. But um and I'd love to say it had a happy ending. It it really didn't. Yeah. It was one of those just tragic stories. And I'll, I'll never forget the certainty that, hey, you know, I'm I'm at peace about this. So that's an associated thing. Often when Christians say I have peace, they may or may not ad- directly attribute that to the Holy Spirit, but there's usually an association there. Yeah, there's an inner tranquility. Well, how's that been brought about? You, if you really break it down, well, the Spirit of God has assured me. Mm-hmm. So the issue there, of course, dude, is what think about the role of the Holy Spirit. Right. We talked about that last week. One of His roles is to take from Jesus His words. Yeah. We could broaden that to say the Scriptures, right. God's inspired word, and bring it to mind, bring it to bear in our lives. Yes. So the question is, do the scriptures say, hey, I'm unhappy with my wife. This other woman makes me happy. Do the scriptures support that? 
Right. Dude, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I bet you're going to be with me on this and say no. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course it's they do It's a pretty no-brainer there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why the example is almost, it's weird to say because it's so obvious, but this was a guy who, again, I have no reason to doubt that he would have identified as a very sincere follower of Jesus. You were to have him check the boxes, Trinity, um, yeah, Christ is the only one that can save us. He died for us. We have to have faith in him. Uh, he would have said all of those things, and he also was convinced the Holy Spirit assured him he was fine. Yeah. So that's an extreme. Yeah. Um, and that and that one, too, um, kind of took us in a little bit of an opposite direction of where we were going real quick. Cause yeah. I, so, and I think, I think we're going to get into a lot of those because yeah. I think— I think, unfortunately, we probably have more of those type of stories in yeah. our background. Um, but I, I was thinking more of of what about a story where you can think of where somebody attributed it to the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. something that they were doing, and you're like, yes, this is the Holy Spirit. This is the Holy Spirit working. And you oh, could, like a positive yeah, experience. Yeah, a positive experience. I went negative, dude. That's oh, all right. Look at you keeping me on the straight and narrow. That's all right. Yeah, my bad for see even Nathan and I as as lockstep as we are <laughs> have these moments where I uh, see dude I told you, you you're the one that kept my sanity this month <laughs> because if I had just you know I mean honestly sometimes frustration leads to podcast yeah, topics yeah and I'm just frustrated with how the Holy Spirit is blamed for things so look at me I'm I'm starting a little negatively I, but that's okay I think yeah. I think it's still good because I think it does show the ways. Um, I, I think that's an overt way yeah. in which somebody, I mean, I don't care who you are when you look at scripture, there's no way that you can justify your actions as being from the Holy Spirit. I mean, you can, obviously yeah. somebody did, but yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, the reality is scripture does not support your claim in yes. this instance. Yes. Um, I've got a good one then, dude. Yeah. And it's a shorter, simpler one. That's sort of the the reverse or inverse. Yeah. It's something verse, multiverse. Um, it's 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 you know something. Doctor verse. Strange. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, uh, Doctor Strange. But um, I can think of a guy again, my former church. This yep. is a good thing. Who had a regular story that he would tell, and I think it was a legitimate Holy Spirit story. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, because it involves scriptures. Yeah. Uh, a, a scripture, and I should have this dude. You could look it up. First uh, Timothy, I believe one. Is it 115? You can check me on this, dude. That Christ, I'll check you as you're talking. Christ Jesus came in the world to save sinners, and Paul says, of whom I am chief. Um, I think it's... Our, our listeners can look it up. Uh, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, uh, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. Uh, so Nathan's looking that up, and I will ramble until he finds it and gives me the right <laughs> reference. Um, but I know that is the scripture. First Timothy one 15. It is one 15. Okay, good, good. Yep. The saying Um, is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Uh, I know of a father who was, um, very close to shipwreck shipwrecking his relationship with his young, well, his adult, but young adult son, uh, was debating tough love. And I, yeah, I respect that. Parents have to make some of those hard decisions. If there's alcohol or addictive issues and they're brought into the house, they're over 18, you know, it's the classic, what do you do? Right. What does right. love look like? Uh, so there is more to the story, but one of his his personal testimonies in doing this is he had not thought of that verse in a long time. He was ready to let his son have it. The lies the uh, the cover-ups, etc. He goes to confront his son, and he would tell me this. I heard him tell multiple people this. He said, Greg, I don't have too many of these experiences. I was literally like pretty much walking in the door to let him have it, and I was going to just talk about what a disappointment he was, what a uh, how ashamed I was. I'm sure I wouldn't have handled it all well. And his cause was right. There was probably some root of righteous anger, right? But yeah. his method was was going to be disastrous. And as he walked in, he saw his son sitting there. Now he said this wasn't audible. This was not audible, but it was as close as you could get. Just 
blazing through his brain and his mind. This is a trustworthy statement. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. So in that moment, he's recognizing, what if I got what I deserved? And it changed his whole approach. Yeah. And he said he and his son had this incredible moment of openness. Things were confessed. Uh, this The dad in the story um, opened up about some of his pride. And it led to this really special place. And he goes, Greg, it's only because of that scripture popped yeah. in my head. Now, I hear a story like that. Yeah. There is a, a miraculous element to it, isn't yeah. there? And it, like you're going in, both, yeah. both guns are blazing. We can all relate to that. Sure. And there's no parent that can't relate. You're just right. fired up. You're about to let them have And you've got a mountain of evidence yeah. at your disposal. And one scripture yeah. pops into your mind. I think, one, he rightly understood the, the heart of that scripture. Yes and made an appropriate application of yes. that scripture. Paul said, I'm chief. Now, all you have to do is compare who Paul was and right. what he did to who we are, and you're like, well, he's chief. Right. I'm chief of chiefs, right? right? I mean, <laughs> and it stopped him in his tracks. Yeah. So I, I'm glad you asked me that, Nathan. I, that, to me, is just a powerful example yeah. where this the Holy Spirit, I think, using scripture yeah. in a way the person didn't even expect it. He goes, Greg... I, and his whole testimony was, I don't know if I'd heard a sermon that recently. He's pretty sure he didn't. Yeah. He doesn't think he'd read it. It was a verse that was probably well in his right. rear view. The archives of his Yeah, the brain. archives, yeah. right? The, the, the deep basement uh, archives. Yeah. And just like that, yeah. it came out. So. But let's be real. Even if it wasn't, even yep. if he had just heard this driving home, right? He's in the throes of anger and yep. he's listening to, you know, Alistair Begg or something yep. like that preach on this. The Holy Spirit still taking captive of you and yep. changing your heart like that. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, that that's what the Holy Spirit does, right? This is, when we talk about the fruits of the Spirit, this is or the fruit of the spirit, this is what happens, yeah. right? Where the spirit is working in us to show us the glory of Christ. And so we understand who Christ is and what he did. Yeah. And in light of Jesus' sacrifice, the Holy Spirit works in us and says, you can do that yeah. because of what Christ has done for you. Yep. You can have patience with your son. And, and again, like you said, every parent needs to navigate through that differently, but you know, I think when, you know, I think there's been misapplications of, you know, that verse we see in Ephesians, you know, um, in your anger, don't sin. Yeah. And, you know, we've taken that to mean, well, that means I can be angry and I can have righteous anger. <laughs> yeah. The problem oh, is yeah. I don't think we know what righteous anger actually no. is. Yeah. Um, and so we tend to let our emotions more often than not dictate and, what should be righteous anger often turns into unrighteous anger. Uh, Nathan, can I say, I, I, I've thought about this a lot. I don't know if you, me, anybody yeah. has ever handled, I, I think we have a cause for righteous yes. anger. If our spouse is ridiculed or mocked by someone, I yeah. think it's appropriate. We we bear the offense on their behalf. We, we, we go and... But the handling, yes, yeah. I mean, you're going to tell me. I mean, I, dude, I've got countless stories where, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, I, I, and and what does what does our flesh often do? It will tell us, oh, it was righteous anger, right? It was righteous anger, or we might try to make that the Holy Spirit. And I would, I, I've gotten to the point where I'd say, well, the cause was righteous, but the response, the response certainly was not. No, and I think anger is such, and, and yeah. you know, it's such a fire. Oh, yeah. It's so um, deadly. So I, I think when we see examples of a person, those rare moments, acting contrary to what natural impulse would do. Yes. Um, the guy, and I'm forgetting his name, dude. I'm really off on this thing. Maybe you could look that up, too. But whoever wrote It Is Well With My Soul, uh, Horatio, Horatio Spofford. Spofford, yes, yes. yes. Yep. That, very good, Nathan. See, so you didn't need Google for that. I knew it was Horatio. Yep. And I wanted to say Horatio Algiers, but did he write all the rags to riches <laughs> stories, like in the Depression or something? All these, you know, oh, my goodness, I start as a poor urchin, become Nelson Rockefeller. But uh, Horatio Spafford. Uh, who you know, whose family perished yes. at sea, 
every time I hear that story, I get the chills because I see no other explanation but a force more powerful than his grief. Yeah. Must have been at work in him. Yeah. To write a song like it as well with my soul. Yes. Dude, that song. Is oh, there yeah, is there somebody not oh, affected word. by that song? Yeah. The context and the history. This is what I think is so powerful about the history of Christian music written just just the power written out of grief you know songs songs like that and you're you're completely right you know everything in us all of our natural instincts and impulses yeah despair grief giving up being lost Mm -hmm. all of those things and in in a moment of what i would consider clarity yes right in a moment where the holy spirit is touching this person's heart and and bringing comfort, bringing true peace, yeah. uh, you, you get it as well with my soul. Oh yeah, um, dude. And, and why would we step back and and see that? And you're right. It all comes down to scriptural revelation. Yes, we know our flesh. Yes, we live in our flesh. We know, you know, when somebody wrongs us, we want to wrong them back. When we suffer, we want to. Uh, you know, we, we want, we experience misery loves yeah, company, misery, right? company, self-pity. Yeah. Those are the things that we expect because yeah. we know them. That's kind of what we do in our weakness and fallenness. Yeah. So when you start seeing counter intuitive responses. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, dude, how many times you see these stories um, where you see a mother or a father who lost their child to just absurd gun violence? Yeah. Obviously, we're recording the day after the uh, the newest shooting. Yes, yeah. At um, in uh, our friend Zach's part of the world. Yeah, there at uh, Michigan, Michigan State. Yeah, you know, and uh, you've got this. Apparently, as of last report, no real understanding. He had no association with the university that, right. that I've heard of yet. Um, and you know, killed three people. As of last count, I think five are seriously injured. Yeah, yep. uh, and then you know, took, took his own life. But, um, when you see parents, uh, that forgive the shooter, yeah, in some cases advocate for mercy mm-hmm. for the person that killed their child. What? Yeah. yeah. So I, those things to me, you want to see evidence of a, a, a power greater than human natural instinct. Yes. Who else could that be? Right but the spirit of God at work. So yeah, I'm glad dude. Thank you. It builds my faith yeah. to even talk about these and, stories. And I think with all that, again, drawing down, what is the role of the Holy spirit? Who the Holy spirit is the comforter. Yes. The Holy spirit is the one, you know, you talked about this in, in the first episode we did, Greg, we see it at the very beginning. The, the Holy spirit is the one who is going to bring order yep. to chaos. Yes. Um, and so our lives, the reality is our lives are in chaos yeah. because of sin. Our lives are in chaos. And so the Holy Spirit is what brings that into order, into God's order. Yes. Um, and I think that's so important to remember is that when whenever we speak about the Holy Spirit, it should always be within the context of there is peace peace that I'm receiving because I'm aligning my life with God's word, not because I'm at peace with my sinful decision or I've talked myself into my sinful decision, but no, I'm actually at peace because regardless of the circumstances that are going on, my, my soul, my spirit, my, my being is in line with what God's word is. You know, it's C.S. Lewis writes, um, the problem with pain. And then he writes a grief observed, right? Yeah. And um, you read those two books, and it's a fascinating case study on grief and the response to grief, right? Because a grief observed is the way we oftentimes think and react to things. Yeah. Where a problem with pain is, this is how I want my life ordered to right. react to things. Oh, of course. Of course. Yeah. Dude. No, the, the, the differences are, it's sort of the, um, you know, when you're thinking clearly, as he was with the problem of pain, it's yep. more philosophical. Yeah, there's some great stuff in there. You get a yeah. grief observed, which is the raw, yeah, 
you know, the the patient slog right. of of actually making application of God's truth. More journal life. writing from yes, him than yes. anything. Yeah, very raw, very yeah. real. No, I think that's good, dude. Uh, this prompts me to think of a question that I've had my kids ask me before. You know, you read uh, like Fox's Book of Martyrs. Yeah. And you hear these stories, you know, Latimer and Ridley in England and, and uh, you know, the people that are burned at the stake and they don't recant, they're singing hymns. Yeah. It's very natural. I mean, I'll tell you, dude, my first reaction at one is, am I even a believer, you know, because the courage, et cetera. And I've had a lot of people ask me, like, I, I'm not sure if I could do that. Can I just give you, dude, this is my yeah. guess, but I, yeah. think it's a, I think it's a pretty informed guess because it ties into to, to what we're talking about here. I will often tell people, here's what I'd say. The, the Holy Spirit, remember, he says that in John's gospel. Yeah. Chapters 14 and 16, again, are just gold um, to understand the role of the Holy Spirit. But he says he will give the words to say yes. when the moment comes, yep. which means it might you might walk through life for long periods again kind of aimless, kind of wandering. I mean, even as a believer, yeah. not sure. So I have gotten convinced, dude, that in the moment, yes, the Holy Spirit provides a special boldness, yes. a clarity, a conviction, a comfort, like you yes. said. Um, and Jesus seems to prepare his disciples for that. Yeah. And look at Acts 2. Yeah, I mean, the, the difference is night and day. They are huddling prior to the Holy Spirit's yep. arrival shaking in their boots they're terrified they're basically in hiding they look like orphans at the beginning of acts one yeah. it's, it's a pitiful picture yeah and then you see peter preaching in acts two and you're like who is right. that yeah <laughs> who is this guy yeah thundering and what's he doing dude he's he's quoting joel he's yes. quoting scripture he's making application of it he's telling the story of jesus and he's he's calling for a bold response to yes. the person of christ because obviously the Holy Spirit's doing right. this. And what's interesting too is if we look at Peter, this is this is a snapshot in a moment because when we see Peter in Galatians, this is the Peter that has once again denied Christ. Yeah. You know, and so I, I think that's yes. important to understand too, is that in all situations we are not going to act appropriately, right? No, this is no. this is the nature of being a believer is that we have the ability to now do good, but we still also have our sin nature and the ability to do uh, evil, to sin. Yeah. And and I think that's so important to understand is that, you know, the, the Holy Spirit living in us and acting in us is not a magic button, right? It's not the force. Yes. Um, you know, otherwise it would be like, I'm going to, I'm going to geek out here, right? Obi-Wan Kenobi who yep. lost his connection to the force oh. and then gained it again. And, yep. you know, th no, it's not like that. It's again, we still have the ability to make decisions. Yes. And so allowing the spirit, allowing ourselves to be captivated with Christ is what's going to allow us to, to, to flow from moment to moment living in the spirit, yeah. right? So we know in Galatians that that uh, Peter had lost his captivation with Christ. Yeah. Because if he was, he would not have been preaching another gospel. And, dude, I'm glad. Maybe we can pivot. See, I'm always trying to push us to the negative. Um, <laughs> my pessimism and cynicism is coming up. But, no, I think this is a logical progression. Yeah. Um, one of the things I've seen, I've had this even in recent years, uh, people that have expressed frustration that I don't think, Greg, your church yes. prioritizes the Holy Spirit. And I ask, why do you think that? Yeah. Often it's because I don't hear him talked about. I don't hear him referenced. And I, Okay, I'll listen to that. I think the Holy Spirit should be referenced because he's referenced in Scripture. Sure. But again, yes. the Holy Spirit's role, yes. we keep going back to right. podcast two, right. is to glorify Jesus. Yes. So you want to know how, if you want to know, to me, the most clear evidence of the Holy Spirit at work in a congregational setting yeah. is that G there is, what you just said, dude, a captivation, yes. a preoccupation with Jesus. Yes. That's what the Holy Spirit does. He glorifies the Son. Yes. So I would say 
oh, yeah, I've heard a lot about Jesus. That's good. You're in Mark now, et cetera. But what about the Holy Spirit? Well, the Holy Spirit's in Mark too. We saw right. him at Jesus' baptism. Yep. He is the one, I believe, empowering Jesus yes. to um, do his ministry. But we look at him and even the Father's voice. Yes. This is my son. Yes. With him, I'm well pleased. Or on the Mount of Transfiguration. This is my son. Listen to him. Yes. So the Father, the Holy Spirit are telling us, look at the son. Yes. Yes, there's an interconnectedness. Jesus tells Philip, if you've seen me, yes. you've seen the Father. Yes. But there is something about beholding Christ. Yes. Seeing Christ, being preoccupied with Christ. So I would say don't blame the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, that you have an insight that, oh, uh, the church is not a spirit-led right. church because we're not talking about him enough. Right. I'd say, well, are we talking about Jesus? Right. Well, let me tell you what my fallenness doesn't want to do. Right. Focus on Jesus. What my flesh doesn't want to do, focus right. on Jesus. So a healthy sign of the Spirit's work in the church is a preoccupation with Jesus. Right. Well, because as believers, what is our what is our primary goal? It's to preach the gospel and to make disciples. And so the question is, what then is the Holy Spirit supposed to be empowering us and equipping us to do? Absolutely. Preach the gospel and make disciples. Absolutely. And so how do we preach the gospel and make disciples unless Christ is the primary focus yeah. of what we're doing? Yes. And yes. I think that's so important to remember is what I often find, and, and now maybe we can go ahead and move more into the negative. Let's see, but that's um, good, Nate. <laughs> You've held me back. I've wanted to go Grand Torino, get off my lawn. These uh, <laughs> these mangy kids, Scooby Doo villain. Uh, yeah. What people I tend, uh, what what I find when people talk about the Holy Spirit is again, they want to reduce the Holy Spirit to the force. They do, right? The power, the spectacle, the amazement, the shock and awe. Oh, you know, the yes. yes, the the Holy Spirit is flowing through me and in me, and so you know all of these things. And and the reality is. Well, wait a minute, but where is Christ in yeah. all of that? Where is the gospel yeah. in all of that? Well, dude, often, and this is what we've talked about, I think what often people refer to as the Holy Spirit is emotionalism, yeah. is impulsivity, yeah. is subjective likes and dislikes. I'll give you an example. I, Dave Shive, good friend, you you know well, Nathan, yeah. he's been on my, uh, in our church many times, been on the podcast many times. Yeah. Um, my first pastor, you know, that I sort of s reported to yeah. out of seminary. Yep. Uh, the great Dave Shive, brilliant man. Um, uh, I remember I show up at Still Meadow. I'm 26 years old. I preached a few times, and I'm a more uh, I'm a louder speaker than Dave. <laughs> I'm more story story oriented than Dave. Yep. I'm more of a preacher than he. He was more of a lecturer teacher. Yep. yep. So I remember we talked about this in an elders meeting. We named uh, a person in the church who was very vocal that they prefer Greg because he's anointed, suggesting that Dave's not. I remember uh, our friend Don said, what do people mean by that? And he goes, oh, well, she means she likes Greg's preaching more than mine. And he goes, and that's, that's fair. I, sure. wish, I wish she sure. would say that. But yeah. it sounds a lot more spiritual right. to say he's anointed. Why? Right. And if you really boil it down to what does that do? It's a preference and a like. Right. Oh, I like the story. he. T I like that he's animated. He walks right. more than Dave, you know? Because at the end of the day, somebody who's not anointed shouldn't be speaking in the pulpit anyway. Thank you. Thank right? you. I mean, Nathan. that's... That's the reality yeah. of it is, is, you know, this is, is, isn't this what gets Paul into trouble is yep. he speaks against the high priest and he's basically put in his place and he apologizes. He's yes. speaking truth, That's true. but he's speaking against what he calls God's anointed. anointed. Yes. That that's dude. That's a great application of that. I hadn't even thought of that. That's really good. And I, I think the, the idea of, subjective likes yes that people rarely think of let's face it, and here's why i feel qualified to speak on this dude yeah and in my i've done this i've have blamed the holy spirit for things that i think are just man there's emotion uh go to any film class yeah where they play a, a scene a dialogue um you know between two people and it might be a somewhat moving dialogue 
go to any film class where they play that clip without the background music. Oh, yeah. And then they play it with the background music. Yes. So when sometimes you add the music, you you start your eyes well up. Oh, my goodness. This is incredible, et cetera. And that's, here's what I say. That's okay. Many of us, especially, are very emotionally affected people. Yes. I have been concerned that often people call that, well, that's the Holy Spirit. Yes. And I'm like, mm, I, 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 I don't know. Yeah. In fact, I would suspect often it's just you were your moved by that. Yeah, right. your preference yeah. emotionally. And on the anointing, dude, I have to say, that term, um, I mean, First John teaches us that the anointing basically is the resident power of the Holy Spirit, right. period. Dave Shive loves the Lord. Right. So he is anointed. Right. Um, you know, uh, any preacher that loves Jesus, Jesus has forgiven his sins. Yes. Uh, the Holy Spirit lives in, is by definition, which just really means set apart. Yes. Anointed. But these terms can slip in there. Yeah. And these feelings get in there. Um, often, dude, dreams. Oh, yes. Wow. You and I have talked yeah. about this. The, the people, oh, I had a dream. I'm like, well, let me tell you what most dreams right. are. They are your subconscious throwing up. Right. When you're when you're asleep. Yeah. I mean, they really are, yeah. aren't they, yeah. dude? Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I had a dream a, a few nights ago. I, this is what I remember about it. Right. Lisa and I were in a place I don't think we'd ever been. Yeah. Feel like it was outside. The next thing I remember, I'm in a cornfield talking to, like, Matt Smith. And it's just natural that we're there. Yeah. And then the next thing I remember is I'm writing this little story assignment on a, a legal pad. Yeah. Because I'm taking a class right now in writing. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Holy Spirit wasn't telling me, you know what, Greg? That's that's the Spirit. You need to take Lisa somewhere she's never been. Right. Valentine's is coming up. You and Matt need to drive to Iowa. If you build it, they will come. There's something in a cornfield. <laughs> Maybe God's calling a church. I mean, think about that. Oh, I, yeah. I could do oh, that. yeah. I know. And yeah. then, dude, I need to take that legal pad, and I need to write what? The greatest sermon ever written, right? The greatest confession ever written, the greatest statement ever, dude. I, yeah, all of those things were things going on in my life, and our brain has a way of yeah. sorting them out. So I recognize a lot of people. Say, well, they have dreams in scripture. Sometimes I said, yes, they normally are accompanied with very clear, right, words, right, angelic announcements, right, uh, that are propositional that you know what this was right and you come up you're not like oh let me tell you about this cool dream I right had. Dude, you're not you're not trying to connect the dots no. every time a dream is given whether you're going back to joseph whether you're going to daniel whether yeah. you're going to uh joseph in the new testament every time a dream is happening there is like you said there is a clear accompaniment of what that dream is actually about Yes. And and in order to get that clear interpretation, I mean, you know, you think about you think about Daniel, right? Where where he basically goes to the king and he's like, Yeah, I I can't interpret the dream for you. Right. It's God who does the interpretation. Right. Like there is clear, there's some bad juju going on. Yep. God is trying to deliver a message. And let's be real. God is typically trying to deliver a message with the exception of Joseph in the New Testament right. to a pagan king. Right. Right. Somebody who he doesn't communicate with. Right. No, that's a and great he's point, using dude. one of his anointed. Yes. To communicate with that king. Yeah, and and there is a uh, to me it's assigning meaning. Yeah. Often there are events that happen. Hey, the king just thinks this is something happening. The the prophet goes to bring meaning. Yes. God is assigning to what that event means. Bringing and order, I, bringing order. peace. Yep. Clarity. Right. Um, you know, uh, making things very, very apparent in the mind of somebody that wouldn't otherwise know him. The other thing, dude, that this relates to to me, and and I think this is what got us talking back a month or two ago yeah. about this. Um, to this day, Nathan, I don't know what to do. So I want our listeners, if, if you're hearing this, I, I want to be very cautious. I don't want to just uh, vent, but I'm trying to put this in as clear a way as I can. Uh Boy, I wish people would not, in the midst of a discussion, particularly where there's yes. disagreement, yes, say, well, the Holy Spirit made it clear to me that blank. Right. Yeah. What? 
Right. Dude, that is, I mean, this is what I would say. That's the classic where what I want to say is, oh, well, my goodness, I'll, then I'll stop talking. Right. Because, I mean, I, I don't want to disagree with the Holy Spirit. Right. Um, it is such a cheap, yeah, flimsy um, card to throw down on the table. It's just a, uh, to me, it's like a dirty hit. Yeah. Um, and I, I, this is where it gets tricky for me. People say, well, Greg, what if the person sincerely believes that? Well, here's a couple of things I'd say, dude. And this is me being my most kind of honest, raw, candid. Jaded, yeah. Candid. yeah. Um, I don't think this would be wise to do in the moment, but in this podcast, dude, you and I That's aren't right. arguing, so I'll, That's throw right. it, I'll throw it out there. What often comes to my mind is I want to say, could you tell me what the book of Habakkuk is about? Right. Could you tell me what Obadiah is about? Uh, and the reason I say that is uh, God's given us 66 books. That's not that many. Yeah. That's a very finite number. Right. You know, that in our lifetime we can go, most believers at any given time would say, oh, Habakkuk, wait, is that a book in the Old Testament or is that a character? Yeah, that's a book. What? what might have heard something on Habakkuk. And what do I do? Uh, Obadiah? Are you sure? Wasn't he a bullfrog? Wait, that was Jeremiah. <laughs> um, the reason I'm saying that is... Yes. You know what I'm getting at, Nathan. Yeah. It, it's you probably don't know, and I understand, and I probably don't either, unless right. I'm preparing a sermon series. Yeah, but so you're not reading, mastering God's revealed truth, right? That's enshrined for us forever in Scripture. Yet God is just giving you insight after insight after insight, right? About oh, why doesn't the church do this? Or why don't you do that? Or how come this? Or how come that? It is very, very frustrating for me. Yeah. So I think it would not serve a person well to do that. Yeah. Because I don't think God wants us to play got you. Right. But in this podcast, I'm trying to talk about it very broadly. Yeah. It's it's hard for me to believe somebody's getting these divinely downloaded right. insights on things like what style of music we should be playing. Right. Uh, what what children's curriculum we should and, sh and right. should not use, um, that they're getting these Holy Spirit insights when probably a few questions about the revelation that is in Scripture, right. they might not even know. Yeah. Now, be I, honest, dude. I think, yeah. Does that sound jerky of me? I mean, I think I think that's it might. It fair, might though. I think that's fair. I mean, I can remember, and again, we, we've, you know, had this conversation, you know, and I'll, I'll put all my cards on the table. I can remember being a young... Uh, 17 year old I remember um, I, I remember the situation very clearly I remember it was the end of my sophomore year yeah I went to our school coach um, soccer coach and I said yeah I, I think I, I've been taking some time and praying about it and I wasn't being flippant I, yeah. I truly I truly had been uh, thinking and praying about you know uh, what should I do next year? Um, again, my faith was still growing and maturing, coming up from a charismatic background. Um, and uh, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with praying, but now the question would be, what do I want to do? Right. Uh, but I remember going to him and saying, you know, I, I really think God is leading me to do soccer next year. Yeah. Um. Okay, yeah, you know, sounds good. Let's talk. And we had a good conversation throughout the summer, and I decided that's what I was going to do. And um, I got to the beginning of September, and I got an offer to run my own martial arts studio. Hmm. So 17-year-old um, got an offer. Wow. To, to run my own school. So it was a chain of schools. Uh, the person who was in charge of one of the schools had left. They were looking to fill it, and my name came up, and I was uh, on the front list to do that. Um, and I, I had to make a choice. Yeah. And I, I remember just, again, thinking about it, praying about it. And if in maturity, what I should have done was gone to the coach and said, I'm sorry, I made this commitment to soccer, I understand, but I have been doing martial arts for far longer. I have a unique opportunity to run a school, yeah. and I really want to do that. And so I'm going to um, essentially be an adult, and I'm going to back out of this commitment I made. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we can debate whether or not I should have backed out of the commitment or not later. But what I did was I said, I've been praying about it and I believe God wants me to do this uh-huh. and do martial arts. Yeah. Um, I've done and, that too, dude. And you're right. I think that's that's unfair. It's I have a preference of what I wanted to do. And yep. so, yes, we can debate the merit of backing out on a commitment to the team and yes. to the commitment that I made. We can discuss whether or not I should or should not have done that. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't think God was telling me to go play soccer. I don't think God was telling me to go do and run the martial arts school. Yeah. Um, and after some of those experiences, I began to learn how I could get out of things. Yeah. And, and there was a point where it started becoming, uh, intentional at some points and who I would do that with and could do that with. That's very honest of you, Nathan, to admit. And I, I, yes, you, you could, because really, it's your trump card. Yeah. You know, it is the ace up your sleeve, uh, and I've done that too. I always say, dude, right, I always recommend, I think I've said this on this podcast or certainly from the stage or wherever. And by the way, yes, uh, I, I call it a stage because it <laughs> is a stage. Right. It's actually a stage. It's I mean, we could call it a pulpit, but it's a stage. Right. And that's what I call it. I'm not saying it because we're entertaining. That's for somebody that reached out to me on that issue um but <laughs> it's a stage uh we call it an auditorium i don't have a problem if somebody calls it the sanctuary i do think a lot of people with no church background can come in and say what man are, are there birds here what, right right so yeah you know what an auditorium is right because you go there and you watch a play or you watch a lecture right. or something it's an auditorium anyway side issue sure um the the well actually let let me kind of redirect here dude the 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 ace up your sleeve playing the holy spirit um i think earlier nathan i was going to have you prompt me on that but i'm mindful of our time yeah yeah, yeah. so i'll just say i do think there's a way okay let's take your example of running the martial arts studio yeah let's say in your heart of hearts you believe that god has impressed this upon you through the holy spirit i what i'd like to do is signal to people now i think of a conversation i had this past fall where a lady dropped the holy spirit five times yeah and in every case it was i mean what she was saying was we are wrong right the position i hold is wrong or the church should do this i'm wrong because the holy spirit revealed to her that this is how it should be so this is what i would say if you find yourself in that spot you have a more charismatic dimension yeah to your faith Uh, you hinted at this earlier dude i i trust yeah okay just don't drop the card. Right. I assume the Holy Spirit has reasons for impressing this upon you. Those reasons should be in agreement with Scripture. Right. Because he inspired Scripture. Right. He brings Scripture to mind. So let can we just keep the conversation there? Yeah. Tell me, uh, I don't like that the church is doing such and such because when I read Scripture, I see this. Now we've got something I can talk about. Yeah. I can turn there. Well, let's look at that passage. Yeah. Uh, is that really what it's saying? Or uh, is it saying something else? Or, wow, you know, I never really looked at that scripture. Let me think about that. That's really good. Right. Um, or, you know what? I, actually, I, I don't think that is at all what that scripture right. is saying. In fact, I think you're saying the very opposite of it. There's something we can use. So I would say the person that feels strongly that the Holy Spirit is impressing things upon them, now, my caution would be, more often than not, I think it's emotion. Yeah. But that's just me saying Sure, that. sure. But let's just say the Holy Spirit is, can you do the extra work yeah. of now speaking the same principles to me right. without the hammer? Right. Because once you say the Holy Spirit right. has done, this is what I started to say earlier, dude. Yeah. It's like when I said the stage, et cetera. I've said this before. I always advise girls. I've advised my own girls. Please just tell a guy you don't like him that way. Yeah. Don't tell him God told you not to go out with him. (laughs) Don't give that poor dude double rejection. Right, right. I don't want you, and apparently neither does God. Did God really speak from the heavens? Right. This guy that you're not attracted to, don't go out with him. Or is it just you knowing yourself? I don't see that kind of relationship forming. Yeah. 
tell him that in as clear but gentle a way as right. you can. I don't see us in that way. Right. And don't bring God into it. Right. Don't blame the Holy Spirit. Right. Uh, when you know deep down, right. this is you. Right. <laughs> and you yeah. have every right to say that. Sure. So I would say when we, dude, your martial arts studio. Thing, right. Hey, I'm, yeah, and we could debate. I made a commitment. Yeah. Uh, Matt Smith, dude, I wish we could bring him in. He has a very similar story um, where he made a, a ministry-oriented commitment. Yep. And then he had some changes in his life uh, that came about that were pretty substantive. I, I won't tell the specifics, but I'll just sure. say this. And this guy who was sort of overseeing the ministry commitment he made definitely, I mean, he told him, well, tell you what, I'm going to pray about whether the Lord wants me to do this. Um, and Matt's experience was, uh, okay. And I'll tell you me, dude, maybe it's yeah. just pride. I'd be like, yeah, I don't really care. Right. I'm telling you, I made a commitment. And I will say I'm sorry. Right. Um, circumstances that I didn't foresee. Have, sure. Which is going to make that commitment difficult. Right. And I think we should release people yeah. from those things. Or at least have a conversation. Nathan, I am, but dude, it kind of hurts me. Right. Because I planned on this, right. and now it's put me in a spot. That's just honest relational yeah. communication. Yeah. And then you could say, you know what? I see what you're saying, dude. Right. Man, I'm sorry. And right. What can I do? But when we over-spiritualize it yeah. and bring the Holy Spirit into it, I mean, what are we supposed to do? Right. So I would urge people, please don't blame the Holy yeah. Spirit unless you have Proof, and by the way, your emotions and your dreams, right. they're not going to cut right. it for me. Well, and let's be real. If the Holy Spirit is to, there to unify yep. and there to bring order out That's of a chaos, great point. then not only is that person going to be feeling it from the Holy Spirit, but the other person who they are talking to is as well. Great point. Right? I mean, this is what unity is going to do. This is what unity is going to bring. And so somebody who comes to you with an issue within the church... Yeah. Um, okay, so so the Holy Spirit's been impressing upon you. Well, if the Holy Spirit is going to bring unity to us, then the Holy Spirit also needs to communicate that to me in order for this to truly be an issue that that we that that we're going to change because Thank right you. now the elders are in unison with the decision and the direction that we're going yeah. and what we're doing is not violating scripture yes and so uh now we need to have a different conversation right and that's i think that's really what it comes down yeah. to is it's no longer just about what you're feeling because i i mean you know, a, a Christmas carol, there is a lot of wisdom to when Scrooge is doubting his senses, yes. right? The yep. slightest thing can set them Could off. Could be a blood of mustard, or yes. And I think that's that's the issue when we, when we pull the Holy Spirit card is, okay, if this is really the Holy Spirit speaking, then the Holy Spirit's not just going to be speaking to you about this being an issue. The Holy Spirit's going to be speaking to me. Thank the Holy you. Spirit's going to be speaking to Matt. The Holy Spirit's going to be speaking to the elder team yep. so that we see this and we can come to a unified agreement that this is an issue. A absolutely, dude. And I think what a lot of people, are, if you're not careful and you call emotion and impulse the Holy Spirit, often what goes along with that, you start adopting biblical narratives to make it work. Right. I'm the lone voice crying in the wilderness. Right. The remnant's always been a small group. Right. Do you know how many people have destroyed churches, split churches, because I'm the voice crying in the wilderness? Right. And I'm thinking, uh, your, your point earlier, dude, think about the two chapters on spiritual gifts. Yeah. That are, you know, well, there's, I always say there's, it's simple. There's four total in scripture. It's easy to remember. There's two twelves and two fours. Right. First uh, uh, Corinthians 12, Romans 12, First uh, Peter 4, Ephesians 4. And that's really all the data. It's interesting that the longest of those sections is in 1 Corinthians yeah. 12 and 14. Yeah. So you could throw kind of, you know, uh, a 14 in there as well. And what's it divided by? A chapter on love. Yeah. A chapter on love's importance. Right. The unity of the body. Yeah. Keeping no record of, of wrongs. So uh, to hold our emotions in check. Yes. I, I wonder if that's one of Paul's implicit attempts there in penning the 13th chapter of Corinthians. Right. Hey, right. these gifts, this evidence of the Holy Spirit working, let's all remember it is to make us closer, right. interconnected, stronger, 
more patient, more kind, yes. more forbearing, yes, more committed to the common good right. and the common cause. So, because isn't again going back to what we were originally talking about? Ultimately, all Scripture is pointing toward Christ, and so when we look at love, we're supposed to be drawn back to who Jesus was. Yeah. Right. When we're looking at these gifts that were given, we're supposed to be brought back. And Paul does this. Remember who's the giver of the gifts. Yep. Right. We're to be reminded constantly that these gifts in and of themselves mean nothing. Yes. They, they mean nothing. And so we go back to the giver of the gifts. We go back to Christ because, again, that's what the Holy Spirit is doing. Yeah. Well said, Nathan. I like that. It, it, um, yeah, the preoccupation with the stuff yeah. over um, Jesus himself yeah. or the spirit himself. Um, so, yeah, and dude, I did have somebody ask me this past week. Uh, they understood, and it's a fair point. Mm -hmm. I, I would say get this in the, the Q&A. Yeah. They said, oh, I thought you guys were going to be talking about charismatic distinctions, et cetera. I said, yeah, not really. Yeah. That that could almost be a whole separate yeah. subcategory. Yeah. I mean, the, the ten cent theological word, what we've been doing is pneumatology, yep. the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Um, and there's a subcategory within that, the gifts. Yes. And you get into the we've talked about that on previous We podcasts. have. We actually had Matt on, we had Matt uh, on to, talk about to talk about it. Yep. What's a cessationist, yep. a continuationist. But I wanted this to be, and I love it, dude, just a more raw, again, yeah. unchurchy, honest. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, too, dude, is last thing I'll say, think of unbelievers, people outside the church. Yeah. we got to be really careful what we blame the Holy Spirit right. for. Right. To go back to that story that I started with, yeah. the guy all those years ago, I mean, how does that play out for people that are watching? Right. Yeah, that dude started going out with this other girl and was sleeping with her because I think he said God wanted him to. Yeah. Woo. Right. That's just gives me yeah. chills, dude. It's well, a scary prospect. Well, and you know, I I know we keep coming back to this, but I think this I I think what we saw in 2020 yeah. is going to be a huge division in our nation. I think I think years down the road looking back on 2020 is it, it's going to be a memorable moment a defining moment for us. And I could be wrong, obviously, yep. you know, uh, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but yep. I, I think there was a defining moment that happened. And how many uh, Christians did and said the things that they did um, in the name of the Holy Spirit, in the name of... Oh, sure. You know, I mean, there's there was no real biblical explanations or evidence for why they were doing or not doing what they were doing or not doing. Yep. And what it basically came down to was, um, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian and this is what the spirit is guiding. I mean, like if you were going to boil it down, yep. whether, whether it was a charismatic person or not, mm -hmm. right. It's, it's based on feeling. And it's, it, uh, dude, uh, completely based on feeling. Yeah. Um, and I always say, man, could why why aren't we rallying around the creed? Yeah. That we talk have talked about in yeah. recent months, and we just had Justin on that I think so wonderfully helped us think through that. Why aren't we rallying around those things? And again, the Holy Spirit's role. Yes. Put the attention on Christ. Unify His people. Yes. Could we not see? that the very opposite of those things was happening. Yeah. But again, emotions are powerful. And dude, right. I'm saying this as a deeply emotional yeah. person. Sure. I have uh, far too often, you know this, Nathan, uh, drawn blood with a keyboard. Um, you know, so I, I'm speaking as one. I'm not speaking as a stoic, these emotional people. Right. As a deeply yes. emotional, reactive person. Yes. Woo. Yes. To let the Holy Spirit bring order out of our chaos. Well, it, and I'm going to throw this out there, Greg, and we can we can take it out and post if we want to. But I, I can remember, I think, honestly, the the hinge of your and my relationship growing deeper mm -hmm. was one of those moments mm -hmm. where where it was just we were having a conversation and, and the conversation just got totally derailed. Yep. And um, and that was me, dude. I was I was angry, hurt at something. Uh, is that the one you're yeah, talking yeah. about? And I came back at you way too strong. 
you were very gracious. Well, me. but again, that's the Holy Spirit, right? You know my personality. No, you sure. know that I could have come back. You'll be a fighter. You know, and, you'll fight. Yep. But like I will. But you know, the Holy Spirit coming in and really softening both of us. Yeah, to, I agree. I to agree. apologize and and, oh. and strengthen and unify that friendship. Dude, isn't it so good when so, he does that? Yeah. And you know what is disappointing to me, Nathan? No, don't take that out and post it all, dude. I, I, I remember it well. It was in the old building. Yep. Uh, and I, um, dude, I, I wish, I have some. Yeah. Have that with you. Dave Shive, who I mentioned years yeah. ago, um, we, we, we had a communication between us that I think was just fraught with confusion and friction and complication and we met we talked about it dude it was just incredible yeah and i i think a lot of my depression is i i have far fewer of those stories mm-hmm. um than i wish yeah. now here's where i get hope dude. yeah i tell people heaven will fix all yes that. yeah i mean heaven's gonna <laughs> right. fix it all <laughs> there's people in my life now dude that don't want to see me right from a hundred miles away, right. and if I'm honest, I feel the same. <laughs> and sometimes I think, oh my goodness, we're going to be as tight yeah. as possible. Yeah. And if we can get some of that here, right, we won't get all of it. No. Paul braces us for realism. Yeah. In so far as it depends upon right. you, live at peace with all men. Yeah. Uh, and there's things that I mean, Paul and Barnabas, yeah. right, for a right. long time, sharp dispute, sharp dispute could not work out the yeah. thing with John Mark, and. Um, you know, it's just the nature of our fallenness. It's the nature of life under the sun. But when you get taste of it, yeah. like you said, dude, where yeah. brothers can dwell and there's forgiveness and unity, yeah. oh, it's so good. Yeah. Nothing better. And that's that's what the Holy Spirit does, Yeah, right? That's what the Holy Spirit does. And so anything else that's causing division, again... I mean, you're you're in a church that starts sacrificing babies. Yeah, it's it's time to call the police yep. and get out of there. Yep, I'm um, going to say there's probably scripture that addresses that. Right, I'm just going to go out on a limb. <laughs> yeah, you know, you got you've got a pastor who's stealing money. You know, yeah. okay, it's time. You know, these are these are things when scripture clearly speaks. Yep. Yes, we stand up and we do not com- write the creeds. Yep. When the creeds are in violation, we clearly stand up and we stand against those things and proudly so. Yeah. Um, but when, when scripture is silent, well, it's not totally silent because what scripture says is, all right, so you disagree with the, the authority that's been placed over you. Guess what? You're to honor and respect that authority because God has put them there. Yeah. Um, you disagree with the uh, curriculum that's being taught. You disagree with a theological position. Right. You, uh, you disagree with the music. You, Scripture doesn't tell us what type of music to play. Right, right. You know, and so, okay, uh, I, I, it's not my preference, but these are the people who God has placed me under. These are the people the Spirit has placed me yeah. under, right? Oh, absolutely. For, for discipleship and for my leadership, and so I'm going to submit to their authority. Yeah. And uh, I think sometime we should do we should do a podcast on... Uh, on that submitting to authority because we don't like to do that. That's a good one, dude. It's a good topic, and it it's it's it runs against the grain of us, right? We're Americans. Right. There's a there's a disenchantment with leaders, and understandably, yeah. Yeah, every every institution's sure. at an all time low in all the surveys, whether it's Congress or uh, medical establishment or you know uh, even church figures, and it's that's a good one, dude. Yeah, but I, this is a good place to wrap it. Yeah, in. absolutely. I like ending on our high note yes i love it greg until the next time we just rock the caspa with w riz thank you again for listening to these go to 11 an unchurchy conversation about everyday faith once again please make sure you like subscribe and review on your favorite podcast platform and if you ever find yourself in the forest hill maryland area please feel free to stop by at 135 industry lane And you can get all of our service times and information at ChristFC.org. These go to 11.